The Business on RT Radio 1 with AIB. We know that your focus is on your business. That's why ours is on supporting you. Well, sticking with uh, climate impacts while high-level talks continue at the COP28 summit in Dubai, we thought it would be timely to look at the sort of green initiatives that businesses on the ground are taking to combat climate change. I'm joined by Ruth Freeman of Science Foundation Ireland and Dave Power, Director of Innovation at Dogpatch Labs. You're both very welcome to the programme. Ruth, uh, I think first to you, you know, we do look at our own shortcomings in Ireland vis-a-vis carbon emission targets and sustainability mm. targets. If you look around other countries in terms of sustainability, are others doing a lot better than us? There's certainly places where people are doing better. <clears throat> I mean, one place we might look to is Scandinavia, actually, Richard, because what they did was they set their climate targets very early and they were very ambitious and they sort of took a two-stranded approach. So they they, they set out a lot of economic initiatives which really made the changes and they called these sensitive intervention points. So things like really high carbon taxes. So the real carbon cost of everything was built into it early and a lot of subsidies for things like bioenergy. But they backed that up with supports. So they did income tax cuts for low income families and targeted subsidies as well. At home here, uh, Dave, when, when you look at companies, if you dog Dogpatch Labs and what you guys are doing. You've created a programme called 2050 Accelerator. How does that work? That's correct. Well, there's two parts to it. And so the first part is an accelerator called the 2050 Accelerator. And the second part is actually called the 2050 Ecosystem. So the accelerator really focuses on getting startups and big companies to work together. So we can take the innovation from a startup and we can take just the the depth of expertise and the scale of a big company and we can get them to work together. So what's happened across the program is that our partners, which are Kerry, Quilcha, ESB and the Grantham Foundation, um, all set particular challenges. Um, so, for example, around soil health. Uh, and we did a search then around the globe for the best startups that are tackling these problems. And we brought them to Ireland to work in the programme together. Which is a really great idea. And some of the, the companies that are doing interesting things. Ruth, you might be able to uh, tell us about some of the ones that are a little bit unusual or a little bit different. Uh, one, for example, relates to making products from waste. And I'm thinking about uh, ice cream. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the whole area of the circular economy is a place we all have to move to because we can't just keep extracting resources. And and there's a great Irish company called Cream of the Crop and they're taking food waste, but not really waste. I mean, we all know walking into the supermarket, we don't want to buy the black bananas. Uh, We buy the green ones, but they take those bananas and they make ice cream. They also make lovely banana chips. Um, so, So that whole idea of taking something that would normally go in the bin and using it to make an innovative product is something we will see more of. And there's plenty of Irish companies doing it now. Um, so there's a company called Aeropods, um, not taking waste material like a banana, but actually taking disused aircraft and turning them into garden sheds and offices. Uh, and then down in Kinsale, we have a company called Mam- Mamaco. They're actually using old sails, a big hub for sailing in Kinsale, to make things like bags. And a lot of companies internationally are doing what you'd classify as very unusual things. There's an Italian company making trainers. Moia, yeah, this is a company I came across when I was out visiting uh, one of our research centres looking at the bioeconomy. 
bioeconomy and they make trainers out of things you would not expect. Things like the skin of a cactus or pineapple fibres. These strong fibres are turned into kind of a vegan leather and they are now making trainers out of these things. Again, things that would have gone in the bin normally or into landfill. Call your trainers your skins and you're actually... Correct. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure we will see more and more of this as the real cost of non-sustainable products starts to get built into what we pay for them. Dave, what about what, what other countries are doing? You know, Ruth talked about on a, on, a, on a macro policy level, some of the things they've done in Scandinavia. What, what about businesses and, and what can be done what, that we could emulate? Well, I think what we're very focused on is trying to get the ecosystem to work together. So there's kind of five constituent parts that you really need to work together really closely. So that's government, it's industry, it's academia, it's entrepreneurship, and it's kind of risk capital, you know, the VCs. And I think when we look at something like State of Green over in Denmark, uh, what they've done incredibly well is that they've brought those pieces together to work together. And we're trying to do the same thing basically over here. So if we can get all of these people in a room together, they can solve these problems problems together and take an innovative approach to it. Does that mean that in Ireland maybe there's a tendency for people to be a little bit in silos? Some of the expertise is is in silos rather than working together? I think that's certainly what we're seeing at the moment, but it is beginning to change. Um, and I think when you look at, you know, Denmark and what they're doing, they've actually open sourced everything that they've done. You know, it's worked in Denmark. So they've written a playbook and they've kind of handed it to the world. So we can take parts of that. We can emulate that. and We can do that ourselves. And with your accelerator program at, at Dogpatch, um, what, what kinds of companies are there? So we've co- like companies from all over the world. And maybe I'll just give you some examples and maybe start with an Irish one, a fantastic startup that's based down in Cork. Uh, they're called Bladebridge. So they worked with the ESB to upcycle um, blades. So it's a real problem at the moment that when you take down these blades uh, from the wind farms, uh, at the moment, they're either being incinerated or they're being buried in the ground. Um, yet this is a fantastic material. You know, it's extremely strong. So this company reverse engineers them, understands what their strengths are, and then we can make stuff out of them. Um, so that they've built a, with ESB, we've designed a really cool um, kind of uh, transport hub um, that uses an entire blade. And we're currently now looking at telecom towers that we can replace them, which means that we're not using as much steel, for example, in the manufacture of these things. And I suppose for something like that, that's a business proposition for them. But yes. it also comes to represent something for people hear about it and it maybe makes them think about ideas in a different way, Ruth. Yeah, it does. And I I think we, you know, we've reached, I think, a tipping point in how people think about climate. It's no surprise that Denmark was ahead of us because they've already experienced about 10 degrees of warming because of where they are on the earth. And I think we're now starting to feel the effects more. So we're going to want to see more action. And that's what we hear when we survey Irish people. Um, and, And I think Companies taking an approach of being really transparent with what they're doing in terms of things like the real cost of things. So we see companies, you know, there's a, there's a company um, called Birdsong and they sell clothes. And what they do is when you buy a piece of clothing from Birdsong, they break down what you're paying and what that translates to. So how much they're paying for wages, how much they're paying for, for the uh, supply chain. And I think consumers will start to make different decisions if companies really explain to them how the real climate impact of what they're buying. So that's certainly And it's also from a sustainability point of view, you know, we're talking about businesses that are 
are doing different things, mm. unusual things, innovative things. But to some extent, we have to look at our rate of consumption. Yeah. We have to look at the, the, the number of things we buy. And I noticed that there was one company there, D-E-C-I-E-M, is it Deciem? Deciem, yeah. And they took an interesting approach to, approach to Black Friday. Yeah, they did. They actually closed on Black Friday. And this is a growing phenomenon that we, we see now where people are actually saying, we would like you to think more consciously about what you buy. Um, we have, you know, IKEA has its Green Friday campaign where, again, they took furniture back from people. They bought it back from people on, on Green Friday, as they call it. So you're right, we can't get around reducing consumption. And repair is another... Absolutely, repairs. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of reluctant to call it a movement. It shouldn't be a movement, but it almost is because some some companies like Patagonia, for example, have been have looked at this. They do. I mean, as you say, it's not a new movement. It's actually going back to what we used to do and and, and something we've lost in only a couple of generations. It was. Yeah. Yeah, So this worn wear program, they will they will help you to get your garments fixed. They will take them back and fix them and resell them. But and, and, and this isn't something we see at large scale in Ireland, but we are seeing it much more internationally. And there is new EU legislation that will be coming in which will now be putting the onus on companies to provide reasonable repair alternatives. I mean there's not much point being able to repair something if it costs you half the price of what it is to replace it. It won't feel worth it. Dave um, if there was one thing that the government could do in relation to improving the environment for these businesses for innovation or for you know just, just progressing things with what you're doing what would that be? Um, mostly it's it's just speeding up the policies that, that are either in the pipeline or that are already there and enhancing them. Um, so with many of the initiatives that we're looking at, y- you end up hitting a little bit of a roadblock. You know, so if we take something like anaerobic digestion, for example, you know, the, the supports aren't quite there for that yet. But that's something that's been adopted widely in, in Europe. And actually, you'll find quite a lot of them even up in Northern Ireland. Um, and there is, you know, legislation in the pipeline. Uh, it's, it's been promised. It's on the way. It just, you know, we You'd just need to increase that. We, we need to increase the Case. Dave Power, Director of Innovation at Dogpatch Labs and Ruth Freeman of Science Foundation Ireland, thank you very much for joining us on the programme.